0: New England's durable franchise quarterback, until this 2001 rollout when fate, in the uniform of jet linebacker Mo Lewis, intervened.
1: From the mouth breathers to the idiots, from TV to print, this is the Entitled Podcast Network, and this is Entitled Weekend.
2: And happy Mo Lewis day, everyone. It's entitled weekend. It's September 23rd. And just wanted to play that clip to have some perspective on <laughs> where things were uh 20, what, 23, three, 4 years ago. So <laughs> time's time really does fly. But here we are now, Bill, Dan. The team is 0-2. We haven't done a pod the last, the first two weeks. And I wouldn't say for good reason, but it's really interesting to gauge the reaction of fans and media over the last two weeks. It's, and I, I think for Owen two teams and, you know, forgetting about the Ben Volans who start out with the Owen o- two teams, o- the out of context that stats talking about Owen two teams and how everything is panic mode. Um, I'm not in panic mode at all. And no, nobody who's listening to this podcast should be um, especially when you consider where this team is and uh, like was pointed out on the mothership earlier in the week, this team is fourth in red zone efficiency, which (laughs) to go from dead last to fourth in the league, again, after two weeks, but that's a marked improvement. But Bill, where do you stand on how some of these reactions have been over the last two weeks? The team has lost both games by the skin of their teeth and it's apparently still had nothing, apparently from the reaction, nothing has really changed from this team.
1: (laughs) Right. It's the reactions have been vastly overstated. I think that there's a, completely measured and appropriate amount of, and I don't even want to say concern because that's where the hot takers take it and run, but there's an amount of consideration to be put towards areas of improvement that you'd want to see if this team is going to bounce back from an 0-2 start. There are completely reasonable things. You see it in Mike Reese's write-ups. You see it in some of the other like logical and sensible writers of which there are a few. Uh, But The reactions of their toast, they're not looking good. This proves that Matt can't win. Mac Jones has largely looked very good to start the year. Like I'm not saying, you know, top five quarterback in the NFL, get the, get the duck boats ready. I'm saying, but it's, he's looked very good. Has he made some mistakes? Yeah. But you're also adjusting to a new offensive coordinator. Um, I understand there's some familiarity with similar systems and structures that might have been in place at Alabama, Bill O'Brien might have amended to. Obviously, Bill O'Brien has familiarity with the college system that Mac used and the pro system that was in place ahead of his time. But looking at it, it's there's still some growing pains. Timing of roots, ways that people break out of a cut. If you look at that Kendrick Bourne interception in Game 1, just it's just a timing issue. That was purely what that was. It's a timing issue led to a high throw. Um, You know, he thought Bourne was going to cut it in a little bit deeper. Bourne jumped trying to get it, tip, drill, pick six. Um, But the reasonable concern is, of course, looking at offensive line. Um, They've been banged up. Uh, You know, certainly seeing Strange come back and not look great in week two is going to be, you know, a lot of shoe pissing. But when you look at it, when he had a knee injury, he's not working on his footwork a lot during recovery. It's going to be really like rehabilitation, some minimal work on that. It's getting reps. Cole strange is going to be fine. And David Andrews could not lend as much support in the way that they were calling the offensive line blocks because they were also dealing with issues out of tackle um, with Trent Brown being out with a concussion, not a hold in, not looking for more money, a honest to God concussion. And, So he had to lend help to those exterior tackles more so than the interior, and it led to Cole Strange not having a good look that game. He'll be better this week, and he'll be better the next couple of weeks. I'm not worried about Cole Strange um, on Wayne Andrews, Trent Brown. Obviously, you need to look at that other tackle spot. And make sure that you're getting some significant production there. Making sure that you're, you've got the right person in place. But it's that's if you've got four solid anchors in your offensive line, you will be fine over the scope of the year. And it's just a matter of getting that group together, taking some reps, and trying to avoid consistent injuries throughout the year. Um, losing to two teams that most people had pegged as playoff teams, potential division winners, you know, contenders by one score. And being in an opportunity to win both of those games is not a bad place to have been. When you look ahead at their schedule, got to beat the Jets. You zero and three is not a not a place you want to be trying to come back from. That's a really hard place to come back from. Um, so you got to beat the Jets this week. It's not must win, but it's it's critical. Um, and then they get the Cowboys, which is a tough matchup. I think anybody with eyes has seen that team has looked really good this year. And then they get the Saints and the Raiders. If you can come out of these first six games, three and three, you've got Miami and Buffalo as sort of some measuring stick game. See where you fall in the division. And then you get a really light five game schedule with your bye week embedded there from early November through early December. So I think the hot takers are saying you're done. The takes have been all over the place. They're cooked. Belichick should be fired. Mac is cooked. Trade everyone. Offensive line will be bad all year. We've seen it all. But at the end of the day, I think what you're coming down to is they lost two games that I think a lot of people thought they were going to lose. I didn't. I thought they were going to beat Philly. And I think I was sort of justified in that looking at them while playing them for three quarters. It was just that first quarter was a a, a really bad place to start from. Um, And then they really contended with Miami despite um, their best corner matching up on Tyree Kill, Jonathan Jones being out, Marcus Jones being lost in game. In part because of Christian Gonzalez stepping up and already showing himself to be a high end corner in the league. Um, But all in all, show it out the next four games, get yourself to three and three, and it's a whole new season.
2: Dan, I was going to, I want to play this for you. Uh, This is a clip from September 3rd, and this is one of the problems with media and fans combined. Fans who are, I should say, fans who are not informed and who take everything spoon fed to them by the media. This is the problem. Uh, you know, people like Albert Breer who are, go on NBC's Takes Boston and ha- absolutely have no qualms just spreading bullshit. And again, if, if you're not keen into following the Patriots, you'll take stuff like stuff like this. And accept it for true. I mean, forget about all the national people who, again, they have no clue about the Patriots. You know, like Steelers fans who share this the Steelers fan who shared this tweet that I'm about to show you. But if you're a Patriots fan and you they take this guy at his word, then you have problems. And then a receiver, the
0: like underrated story here: Juju Smith-Schuster's knee is a mess, mm-hmm. and that thing could explode at any point. And so you almost have to keep you an extra receiver. In you almost have to keep an extra receiver because
2: of that. So, I so notice how he stumbled when he tried to say that. And by the way, Juju Juju's played has he played both games? Yeah, he's played both games and didn't didn't really do much in the first game, did a lot in last week's game. So, uh, the math ain't math in here.
0: Yeah, you know, sorry, I was just climbing out of my bunker from the fallout of his <laughs> knee exploding. Um.
2: Hazmat, the of, hazmat
0: suit. I didn't see that. Out. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm basically like in a wasteland right now. Um The thing about Albert Breer too, is if you watch him on these shows, it's kind of like sometimes when he's participating and there's no reaction to what he has to say at the end, he's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't give a hot take. Well, here's a hot, here's a hot take. Here's, here's some info. I just believe to be true. Like there's no source involved. I mean, if anyone knows the history with Albert Breer after the onto Cincinnati press conference conference, he was suspended by the NFL network. Then he eventually left the NFL network and Gillette basically barred him from there. So if you are looking to Albert Breer for your insider information about the Patriots, he's getting it from other teams. So he's getting it from the jets. Probably most likely the Jets. He's getting it from the Dolphins. He's getting it from the Bills. That's who he's going to. And a lot of that is also speculation from them. So they all probably thought the same thing because, you know, why didn't the Chiefs sign him? Now the story they're changing is, oh, the Chiefs knew, so they didn't offer him anything. The Chiefs offered him a contract. I don't think people remember that. He was offered something by the Chiefs. He chose the Patriots. So I know people are saying, like, they're just saying that now because he already signed it's just like, let's just make it up as we go, you know, and it's it's sort of the same thing we joked about yesterday. i I was joking when I said, Oh no, Trent Brown is coming back because he was doing an in-house holdout during his concussion protocol. And there are real people out there that because of the media and everything that they've done over time, you know, they've never corrected the the mistruths, the 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 disinformation, misinformation, whatever. And now just everything is sort of like these info wars speculation. We talked about that last season, the season before, It's just Albert Breer two seasons ago said there was mutiny after the Cowboys game. Never happened. They ended up going to the playoffs like absurd takes that he just hopes sticks and that that's his thing. And again, go Notre Dame. I don't even like Notre Dame, <laughs> but I hope Ohio state has a burger put up on them. Like eat shit. Breer. That's all I have to say about him. Let's move on from him. Because I could go on. But I think the thing that we've noticed about Juju is there's an interesting development going on at the wide receiver depth chart. You know, when you're two late round, you know, guys for wide receivers in Booty and Pop Douglas are great, and they're beating him out for snaps, that's a good thing. You know, long term, that's a good thing. Yeah, the contract is whatever. Guess what, fans? It's not your money it's not your money. And it wasn't going to go to the other guy you had that you use in Madden. Like it, it wasn't going there. It's all about team fit availability. And Juju has been available. That's the number one thing that bill Belichick looks for is availability. Like when you, you keep sitting out eventually he's got it. Like if, if Juju missed half the games a season, this potential, he moves on the, by the end of he gets traded. I don't know, but it, it's one of those things. That's his big pet peeve. Um, and the, everyone says they should have signed Jacoby Myers or they should have signed D hop. That wasn't changing the outcome from game one. No matter what, Mac Jones is still throwing that pick six, no matter what you're still getting pressure because of the O-line and back to Bill's point to move from wide receiver onto the O-line, you know, you had a good first game because you, you just were preparing for it for so long. That's why it looked so good. I think the first game, you're preparing for it for so long. So no matter what the mix was at the offensive line, they were going to have things in place to kind of negate that crazy pass rush that comes from the Eagles front seven. And I think what happened going into the second game is, all right, like mix it up. Like you just you just took mm-hmm. the whole group and you just shook it as hard as you could. And that and what came out of that is, yes, you got strange in, on Wenu back, but one's on limited snap count coming back from surgery – early you know of last year and one didn't even get any reps in practice camp so like bill said it's inconsistency due to the situation and everyone said it's it's a concern no shit like we all we all knew o-line was going to be a concern they didn't do anything crazy to improve the o-line yes they didn't trade for what mccloskey or they didn't trade or or sign mccloskey they didn't sign uh you know any of the her to him oh tackle you know names that you've heard of it's just they solidified some sort of depth no the injury bug got the o-line i mean you cannot plan injuries yes you can speculate and say all right so you know rife is is what 35 yes likelihood for an injury is up there like this is just stupid yes i was right like the fans at this point because of our media would rather be right about a take than be happy with success or you know hope for the best they'd rather just be like oh i was right i feel better about myself and you know i come from a family watching the patriots where they piss themselves all week they piss themselves all the time and they're the miles davis family of pats fans like i grew up seeing that so i don't need to see it all over twitter like i don't that's why i like I if I go on Twitter during the games, it's mostly in our chat because I can't I can't handle the rest of it. It's just it's just a like the sky is falling all the time. How do you live with yourself? It's just yeah, like we know. I don't need to say it explicitly. Like if you're seeing it visually, why do I have to say it again on Twitter? Like I'm Albert Breer or Ben Volen saying the obvious about something. I'm adding nothing. So you might as well hope for the best or just point out what the positives are. Um, I'm not saying this team is top 10 I think they have the potential to turn around and get there it's just like Bill said I hate to use must win but to me this game tomorrow is a must win I hate that but I I I think it is because I think divisional uh going from that to the Cowboys game it's just going to be hard to dig out of that and I'm not counting this team out it's just yes statistically whatever um it's hard. And, and like the Jets aren't a joke. So I the talk all week has been like, so we used to look at the Jets and be like, that's a win. And we talk them up. And now the talk, because of Sauce Gardner's comments is, oh, now that's how they see us. Because he was saying he was giving us compliments, even though idiot fans took it the wrong way and thought he was insulting us. Um Us, I mean the team, but. It's one of those things where they have a fantastic defense. Does anyone realize how good that defense – that that Jets defense is right there with the Patriots. I mean, it's like – Yeah. It's the same thing. It's So it's really going to come down to – and this is no crazy take. It's going to come down to which offense just has some success. Um, I mean, the Jets' O-line is far worse than the Patriots. As bad as the Patriots' O-line is, it still probably is one of the better ones in the whole division, which is crazy because – they haven't had the health. They haven't had the consistency. Um, but there's a there's some really bad ones out there. I mean, Miami, if they don't have Armstead, are, is brutal. Um, I really wish last week there was more pressure. With but they 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 queued up a great game plan. Credit to McDaniel, even though I hate to give him credit, but he did come up with a great game plan. So really like. I think it comes down to coaching in this one and, you know, just bill versus, you know, Saleh. It's just who, you know, who's got the advantage and you got to give it to bill, even though they're in the Meadowlands, they've never been scared going into the Meadowlands. I mean, go back to the IC ghost game where, you know, they, and I I was just talking to Shaq before the pod. I was there that night and it turned into a Patriots crowd. Like it, it just got overtaken I don't think I know this is different. We're, you know, different quarterback, different situation. And that's what five, four, four years ago at this point. So um, basically I I do think it's going to come down to the coaching and I do think hopefully Brown comes back. Sounds like for this game. Um, I think he's, I used to think David Andrews was the anchor to that offensive line. And I think he is in, in a sense, Especially on the interior, but I think Brown is such a big. It's understated. He's so underrated in terms of what he brings to the team, and everyone always wants to say like how he has injuries, and how he's not disciplined. The guy does a great job. It's just we, you know, we take what the media take, tells us about, or a lot of fans do, and they think he's a bad player. He's great. He's underrated. He's been one of the best offensive linemen. There's no reason why the Pats would pay him if he wasn't good. Why would they give him more money? And again, why would you play game one if it was a holdout? So <laughs> I'm I'm glad he's returning. We need it so bad.
1: Right. I'll just, I just want to ag- agree with the point about like coming down to the coaching against the Jets, but slightly at a wrinkle where it's, if you look at the units, defense on defense, that's a wash. The Jets defense is a very good unit. Like let's, you know, let's call it, call it as we see it. Let's be fair. The Jets have built a really strong defense. And honestly, uh, as far as non-Patriots go, Sauce Gardner is one of my favorite players to watch in the league. He's a really solid corner with great instincts. And so I hate that people are taking what he said out of context and making it more of a dig. When you're that good, typically, you have respect for when people make the the scheme seem easy. And so, of course, he's going to make comment on that. Where it's like they he puts the like the, the the coaching system and structure makes the game a little bit easier on the offense to execute. That's a compliment to the coaching staff and to the team that's on the field doing it. But then we look You know, special teams on special teams. I sort of, you know, I I think the Patriots should have an advantage in special teams in most games, barring last season. Um, You know, we'll talk more about the rookies in a little bit, but they've they've acquainted themselves well early at the punting and kicking positions. Um, But then offense on offense without Aaron Rodgers and with Brees Hall recovering from an injury and not being 100 percent. I would be really hard pressed to not say that the Patriots have a significant advantage Offense versus offense, so it's really about you know making sure you don't lose the turnover game. Be simple.
2: Yeah, that and that will that is a big point because the weather will be a factor in tomorrow's game, considering it's raining right now in the Tri-State area.
1: Exactly. Windy too,
2: right? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just don't don't lose the turnover battle, and the Patriots' offense should outperform the Jets offense. Garrett Wilson does not an offense make, you know, thirty percent of Brees Hall, fifty percent of Brees Hall does not an offense make, and a bad offensive line. Their offensive line is bad. And yeah. like part and that's part of the reason Aaron Rodgers is not playing in this game. Their offensive line is bad. So
0: this is, this is the key this it, is the key on white. This is key on white breakout is what I'm saying. I think absolutely. this is this is where he should be licking his chops. I mean, Judon, Judon's guaranteed a sack. If there's a prop bet out there for like 0. 0.5 sack, take the over. You know, Judon's licking his chops. I mean, and and Uche has also been like one of the best pressure rate and win rate defensive rushers that there is. So yep. with him and and Barmore seems to be coming into his own a bit. Like it's time for that to break their way because. They should have had that success last week. I think that game plan was so good. I don't think the Jets can come up with a game plan as good as that. And they don't have the talent offensively. Like, Tua is miles better uh, than Zach Wilson. I mean, like, that's just Absolutely. a fact. I mean, it's like, it's not – I don't love Tua, but Tua is decent. Like, he's a decent quarterback, and he gets the ball out quick. He also has way better uh, skill players. I'm not going to say weapons. Skill players. Um, but I I just think, like – Defensively, this could and not just the the front seven of the Patriots, which I think the linebackers are still underrated. Like Bentley, Bentley's having a, a year. Like if you're actually watching the games, Bentley has just been building and building and building every year, improving. And this year, he he looked fantastic in the Eagles game. He was the best player they had on the field for the first half of that game. But the biggest thing, and we kind of said it, which is stop shooting yourself in the foot. If you don't shoot yourself in the foot, you guys are winning games. Like that That's the biggest thing they have to get over. And that comes back to communication and and just practice. I mean, we all know we could repeat it over and over. September is an extension of the preseason. That has never been more true than this season. Like, especially for Strange, especially for Unwenu. It's like a lot of these guys just haven't had the chance. And now, you know, Pop Douglas fumbles last week shoot you know again shooting ourselves in the foot mac throwing a pick it's it's just there's got to be a game coming where they improve that and i think the style of their play is perfect for this weather the short stuff get back to the bread and butter of running it you have two battering rams at running back and and everyone's you know basically talking shit about them because of the offensive line this That is a perfect thing to get your offensive line going, especially with Trent Brown back. Start running the ball down their throats. Keeps the pressure off Mac and use more play action. Honestly, like they haven't been using enough play action. In my opinion, the motion stuff works for them. And Bill O'Brien likes the motion stuff. Use more of that. I mean, that's the stuff they need to get back to. And you're going to see this offense really improve. I think Uh, even against a great defense. I mean, that would be the biggest statement for this team is if this Patriots offense can put up, you know, take all the mistakes, dial that down. You've already improved your red zone efficiency. Like Shaq said, like you're, you're right there. If you can put that together, you have a chance against, I, I, I mean, people are going to say I'm crazy and I'm a Bobo, I'm a Homer, but like you have a chance against the Cowboys because the defense will always give you a chance they can shut down some of the best offenses out there. And like they did that against the Eagles. I mean, some without that pick six, Patriots win that game. Like this this is the type of stuff like people are thinking that was, def- you know, people didn't watch the game. They're like, oh, the p- defense let up too many points. You're not watching the game. The defense is not doing anything wrong. The, the one thing I would kill them for is probably last week on one of, you know, before the, the half was, the first half was over, just kind of letting them buzz saw through but yep i can't how can you blame them they're they're on the field all the time so it goes back it's go back to the last two three seasons where we see that is when they keep getting on the field yes they're gonna things are gonna break down because they're probably gassed and for as much as people shit on miles bryant he did a pretty damn good job last week coming in to fill in a pretty depleted secondary Uh, um yeah and, and they're going to get Jonathan Jonathan Jones will be back right so they should have Jonathan yeah, he's Jones listed
1: there. as he's listed as questionable but I think, um I think he's been limited all week so it's trending yeah. towards playing
0: yeah so they get him back they get trim Brown back as much as it sucks to lose Marcus Jones I'm actually excited to see hopefully pop Douglas return so bit I I think again if he gets he holds the ball better dials down the mistakes I know the hype is out there, but like, I really think he is a spark to this team that Marcus Jones was last year at points. Like you need that speed. I agree, but you, not everyone needs to be super fast. Like just a couple people doing that and other people will, the offense will sync up the specialty, like whatever right. is missing right now. So those are just other things just, you know, going through my mind as to what I've seen the last two games and what needs to happen tomorrow.
2: And yeah, I'm not a lucky. coach right now. Yeah, and with Marcus Jones, um, he was seen in the locker room. I think either Thursday or Friday. So um, we're hopefully um, he misses what the I guess the the three four weeks. Yes, is required when you put on get put on IR. I I, I thought it was
1: I. I think it was Jack Jones that was seen in the locker yeah, room Jack Jones. um oh, and Jack, is ready okay. for and he's going to we'll be see. it's it, the, the early buzzes that he might be ready for uh, reactivation week 5 but with what Marcus's injury is which is okay. a torn labrum yeah. it's 10 to 12 weeks before oh, returning man. to athletic activity um yeah. and that's like he's done, done. You're, you're yeah, yeah oh. the like the odds are strong he's done for the season it would be unlikely for somebody to return it's not like you know Aaron Rodgers going on his darkness retreat and magically curing his Achilles is unlikely, um, yeah, but it's, and, and it's, going it's, it's pretty unlikely.
2: And going to the playoffs, yeah. as, as you hear from um, Ian Rappaport and I, from his latest I need text to, that yeah. he gets.
1: From his I, need to put on tape, headquarters. I need to put on tape that if Zach Wilson were to lead this Jets team to the playoffs, you should not replace Zach Wilson as quarterback. If he no. plays well enough to bring that team to the playoffs, there's not a world where you bring somebody who hasn't played a competitive snap in over a year, like he did the three snap, but like has played three competitive snaps in like a year. There's not a world where you bring him back.
0: That would be so jets. That would be the best. If Zach Wilson got them to the playoffs and they play Aaron Rodgers his first game back period in that many months, just because he had the, the bridge surgery that happened and he absolutely blows. And then they try to put Zach Wilson in because he. It's just it's a recipe for disaster. I think it already is. Like that, that's not going to happen. They're not making the playoffs. Their defense is great. There's just yeah, too much talent out there. That if you lose, if you go down that much in talent at quarterback with that offensive line, I'm sorry, you're you're cooked. Like the defense, their defense would have to. Their defense would have to be like an 85 Bears all time defense, in my opinion, to get them to the playoffs, especially. There's just too, like I said, there's, you know, there's too many teams in in the NFL right now that are ascending or they're already there. Like, and not to mention, like the I think the most interesting non divisional game that's going on right now, um, this week is going to be, was it is it the Chargers and the Vikings? Yeah, are facing up this week, and one of those teams is going to be 0 and three. Like, right? There, there's this isn't like an only Patriots issue, like where a team has a lot of potential and they're just not living up to it. And they're at 0 two right now. That's across the league. I mean, then you got teams that are sneaking through that. I don't think are as talented as people want them to be like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like uh, I'm waiting for Miami to run into a buzzsaw at some point. Like that, that's not going to last. We saw last season, Miami lost against bad, some bad teams, some bad spots. Like, This is so early in the season. We don't – I think we only know what like a handful of teams truly are at this point. Right. And I mean – We all know the Bears are an absolute fucking disaster. You want to talk about a real problem? Look at the Chicago Bears. Bears. You got FBI investigations. You got – I mean I know bullshit rumors, but like the Tillman stuff and then like that
1: is so bonkers what's going on over there. That's the like breaking and entering the hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment that went. They've they've had like, and that's this week. That's just this week. That I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it's like one of those
0: things where you're you watch something happen. You're like, oh, it's not me. <laughs> like at least it's not me. Oh, th-
1: it's shot in Florida. It, it's yeah. it's it's you know it's it's laughing at the misfortune of others and it's like everybody has a level of it like there's an appreciation for it when it's like an organization you feel less when it's like something happens to a person or it's like you know obviously if the accusations against this defensive coordinator are true there are some you know heinous things that happen in the lead up to what Mahi might have done but like for the organization the Bears like they they're the NFC Jets it's yeah. they've just been laughable for two decades now. Um, and Shaq, I don't mean to like hijack the pod here, but oh, quickly he I want to do a quick activity. Um, <laughs> two teams are two and zero in the AFC. Only two. It's the Dolphins and it's the Ravens. I'm going to leave the two and zero teams aside. They're ahead of us. They're ahead of the Patriots. I know a lot of teams are with that are you know one and one, but I want to go through the one and one teams, and I just want a quick pulse check. Do we feel today? That the Patriots are a better team than this one-on-one team, based on what we've seen so far. The Jets. No. Yes or no. no? No. The Jets are not better than the If we're saying so, no is not better than the Patriots.
2: Yeah, not better. No. Yeah,
1: no. Not better. Okay. The Bills. Yes.
2: Y- yeah. I mean, uh, and I think I, mean, for, I would say for, yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. And I, I would base that more
1: on historical purposes but i guess i shouldn't we're, we're not ready to say no yet and i, I think yeah. that's fair right. like yeah yeah
0: they, they like, bounce back so they they looked themselves last game so i can't like yes the takes were reasonable after the first game but you also faced like again you're not giving the jets defense enough credit for those folks that said like the bills are going to be bad or josh allen's like falling off a cliff here it's like no they, they're fine this is the same thing we're doing about the Patriots. Overreaction. Like I, yep. I think they'll they'll bounce but they'll be a playoff team. Like let's, let's not be silly.
1: They're they're fine, but they're not as good as they were last year. Am I right? Did you say the Patriots are better than them yet? Not yet. So that's one team that we see that's better at one on one. The Raiders. Oh,
2: they're better than the Raiders.
1: Yeah. Um, Pats are Pats are better than the Raiders. Um, Chiefs.
2: No, because they're the champions right now. And, it, it, right. And you, uh,
1: again.
0: Holmes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, again. I, and my silence wasn't it. I was shaking my head. Like, I I think, like,
2: the- they're the, but I will say, they're the worst I think I've seen out of them since Mahomes has been on that team. And this is only two weeks. Well, but I, I really, I don't, I don't, there's something about them without Kelsey, and Kelsey is what makes them tick. But even him, when he came yeah. back last week, he didn't, there was just something about, them that they don't they don't look like the Chiefs, you know what so I mean? I th- like they don't have that. Yeah,
0: I th- I think you're you're right. You're right. They they don't look like themselves. I think that's the offensive coordinator. Uh, they're missing Benamy quite a bit. Like look at Washington. Right. Yep. Washington's flourishing yeah, with him. Absolutely. And if you're gonna talk about like personnel wise, yes, Terry McLaurin's on that team, but I still think like <laughs> the Patriots have just as much talent as that Washington offense does especially running back, you know, like all that stuff. It's yep. just, it's just, it's all about the combination of everything and, and how it works out. And I think chiefs are still trying to figure that out. Their t- talent is great. Like, yes, the wide receiver, t- if anyone's going to talk about wide receivers being stink, stink, stunk that team outside of Kelsey, because obviously we know Kelsey's really a wide receiver. He's not really a tight end per se Um, outside of him. That team stinks in terms of, and I hate saying that about professional football players, but like that first game, that was again. That that could be rust. I don't know. Like I think Sky Moore is gonna be good. Like he'll be fine. I think Tony is something. I don't know what he is exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but in 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 Rice, like I think they have some some really good talent there. Like always. Uh, not to mention Noah Gray, kind of like a underrated story there. I think like I I, I like his, Noah Gray. Yeah, like last week he had a he had a bunch of catches again. Like I think yeah. I think they may be tapping into that a little bit more and they could go like the sort of 2011 Patriots route and then start really putting up big numbers because of their, just the two tight ends there. Um,
1: Yeah. I could see that and it could open up and it could open up the run because they have not had an effective run game to start the year and really didn't have much of an effective run game last year. And if you could win games, taking something off of Mahomes, difference maker. Um, But yeah, I'm not even going to ask chargers or Broncos. I think we can all agree that we think that the Pats are better than the chargers and Broncos right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, Bro- Broncos are, what do they do? Like, Broncos are a ticking time bomb. Like, They're both 0 it, 2.
1: Yeah. Like, Chargers, Chargers are really
0: interesting. Chargers are interesting because everybody talks about Herbert like he's a god. Yeah. Like, it, it's okay. Talk about when Josh Allen was getting anointed as like a goat or whatever. But he's, but that, he's,
2: the, he's another one where he's the arm.
0: Herbert, and yep. That's it. And yeah. you, have, yep, I, you have them throw maybe see God. <laughs> talk about talk about talent around him. The guy's yep. got insane talent around him and he's not putting it together. Like and yes, their offensive line isn't great either. I mean, that first game they got torn up. I mean, like that was
2: And that's another well, thing you... I want I want I want to brief brief to talk about. We're talking about offensive lines a lot here and really defenses in this league are getting by and and I think what people are missing is defenses are getting by because of first of all the preseason games are less so there are no there's no really chance to get your offense going and people are really people don't want to admit this but they're really doing what bill belichick has always done which is treat the first month as a preseason week a preseason month and not saying that that's exactly what's happening in this case but right it's clear throughout the league that teams really are going by the wayside and really trying to find out what works. That's why you're not seeing, you know, fifty-six to nothing blowout wins by any team, Be- and and really you're seeing close games because right defenses are really catching on to offenses and right, and that's simply because of the CBA and that that's all I want right. to talk about. So when you're looking at and I, that's the problem with with Patriots fans, you don't look, you know, close enough to the forest that can't see the trees you have to look at all the teams around the league and understand it's not just us. It's not just right. This team going context this issue.
1: And the it, context it, is important.
0: If I told you before the season started, or I asked people like fans, just general fans on Twitter, if I said, what were your summary? What are some of the best offensive lines? I don't think anyone really knows. Like, I, th- I think if you guess you Google quick and you did a top 10 list based on some, you know, sports illustrated, uh, you know, uh, Bleacher report, someone did a ranking of like the top ten. But like someone said to me recently, like Sincy and the Eagles, and I was like, well, last season both those teams gave up more sacks than the Patriots all-line did. And 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 look at the Cincy line this
1: year. And the everyone Cincy line was, this year is a mess. Oh god. They were they everyone signed, was killing the Patriots. They just for signed AJ Or they're looking at AG McCarron right
2: now. So Joe Burrow may not It's it's, it's a question that if, he, no. if he'll even play
1: this week. And it's or oh. and and they they went out and signed Orlando Brown Jr.
0: and it, oh and yeah that was the guy that was the guy that the Pats should have signed like again mm-hmm. another Monday Monday morning quarterback take from fans and media and after Leo it Collins. happens.
1: Leo Collins. Yeah. Oh Collins, <laughs> where is he? At? I mean, sure, and, and listen, I'd take Collins if yes, they right, think absolutely. it's the right fit,
0: right? But he's also going into a new team, so like, give the context that like. Guy coming into a new team, yes, he should be decent enough with his history. But communication, like Ted Johnson, of all people, talks about all the time. Like, got to have consistent communication. If you bring a new guy in, no matter what, there's going to be a, a growing – some growing pains there. There's going to be some ramping up. Like, it doesn't – it's not just, like, instant plug-and-play on offensive line. Like, that, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, right. most positions, it's really hard to just – oh, it's my first game. I've only been here five days or whatever. Like it doesn't work like that. So like the context, no. and to Shaq's point, across the league. But what you you brought up a great segue, Shaq, and, and not again not to take over. I, I like the game that Bill was playing, but we'll have to talk about the the backup quarterback thing in a second. Bill, did you have more teams you want to run through?
1: Very super quickly, Steelers, Browns. Either of them no. better than the Patriots? No. After Steel- I, I can't see after Steelers Monday night. might no. be
0: the. Over most overrated preseason so champs I've ever heard of. Like, it's all because of TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, yes, they have a great defense. I love their defense, and I hate to say I love anything Steelers related,
2: but like, and and Tomlin, like, the media loves him because he's great and he gives them what they want, but also because of that record that says he hasn't had a losing record or something like that. Right. But what has he right.
0: really done? Like, if but, you're yeah. going
2: to say it's it's
0: championships are bust, like, talk about a guy who hasn't taken advantage of the talent given to him. And they're like, oh, but he survived Antonio Brown. He survived Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah, oh, pa- Patriot Patriots fans would have been calling for Tomlin and John Harbaugh to be fired five years ago. Yeah. Like, like let, 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 let's let's be real on that. Let's call it spade jo- a spade.
0: Or George Pickens. It's like, yep. oh, every week. George, exactly. Could I have George Pickens? It's like, yeah, the ship has sailed. He's gone. Yep. There's a exactly. no chance to like, you can't just be like, hey, like, can we do a do-over? It's done. It sucks yep. that we didn't get him. But who knows? He gets to this team. Who knows the course of history that happens right. from there? Then Tyquan Thornton uh, goes to them and he's probably super successful. Who knows? Like, I don't know. Right.
1: Uh, quickly, Jaguars, Col- I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Jaguars, Colts, and Titans in the, NFC- in the AFC South are all one and one. Certainly not the Colts to me. Yeah. I wouldn't say the Titans are better Jaguars.
2: I do like the Jaguars. I will I, say. Do like the, I, yeah. I yeah.
1: To be reasonable let's give the Jaguars their due. They yeah. played the, the the Chiefs tight. Like we're giving let's let's give them so that's a third team out of the one yeah. and one teams. The O and two teams. I already said Chargers and Broncos no. Um Texans no. And then Bengals.
0: Bengals are one of those teams that, like, it just seems too perfect, like, the overreaction stuff. Like, that's the kind of team that, like, a month or two from now when they're back in the mix, we're going to be like, yeah, no shit. Like, like I, I can... And that's how I'm feeling. You know, yeah. Like, let, I, let, let, yeah. I'd be surprised, unless Burrow gets hurt, hurt like, I, I'd right. be surprised if it's a disaster. But one team that you mentioned that is also kind of, for some reason, it's always a darling of the media is the Colts. And, like, they're an injury and he is injured right now. He has, he's dealing with an injury, which yeah, Richardson, Richardson. They, they're, they're a break away from being really yeah. bad. Like I, I could see once, cause he's the best thing about their team, honestly, right now. Like, right. He, they, they don't have anything super great on the defensive side anymore. They don't have Gilmore anymore. I mean, they, it's just Richardson brought something that I think everyone was surprised at how good he was out the gate, but if he gets hurt, that team is, so, like they're, they're going for like a top five
1: pick easily. Exactly. So just to summarize that activity, what we've just gone through here, Dolphins and Ravens as two and O teams, were just noting is better because they're two games up. That's an obvious, yeah. like right now, that's a big gap. You of course say that. We then said the Bills, the Chiefs, the Jaguars and the Bengals were all teams right now. We weren't ready to say, hey, Pats are better than them. Well, they're sitting at O and two which is totally reasonable. I don't think any of those teams we should be saying the Pats are better than. That puts the Pats as the seventh best seventh best team in the AFC based on what we're seeing with teams behind them, including the Jets, the Raiders, the Chargers and Broncos, the Steelers and Browns, the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. I So what we're saying right now is that we still see the Patriots as a playoff team. Yeah. And I I like, could you make an argument for some of the teams behind? I suppose you could. But I think a lot of those arguments aren't solid enough to be declaring it with mm-hmm. clarity based on who the Patriots played in the first two weeks as tough mm-hmm. as they played them. Um, so, you know, looking at it, we'll reassess. I think maybe that's worthwhile three, four weeks if we see that the Patriots are three and three, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even two and four, just seeing where they're at and making some you know seeing if where we have had them here is still where yeah. we would have them at point um but i like that's just to say like games that are one and one G- and i don't i i don't think that's a homer take i think a lot like uh, tony romo said that after the first week patriots are going to be fine look how they played yeah and, yeah, and like you know he he's not the end all be all but like come on
0: and in the two, two areas that are so glaring that they improved like leaps and bounds red zone red zone efficiency like Jack said, but also special teams, special teams is good again. Like that, that is amazing. Like last season, special teams blew. They were fucking terrible. Like
1: they couldn't flip the it field. It really under my they, they,
0: soul to watch them last season. Like it, it, it mm-hmm. wasn't even the coaching. It wasn't a cord. Like they, everyone wanted to blame him. Yes. He was, he was in a different position, but it's just like underrated. I'm going to I'm not vouching for him, but Joe Judge being there and basically kind of being a consultant to the special teams with him has been big, I think. I think there's some more credit that needs to go his way that no one will give him just because of last season and whatever that was in terms of him and Patricia, but you also have a guy in Clem with the offensive line that I hope like I hopefully see from him that he figures out how to best leverage his offensive line and rally them? That's going to be the thing that we're just going to continue to watch. I mean, obviously, that could be their Achilles heel all season if they don't fix that. But if they get the bodies healthy, and like if on one who can play a full game, Strange gets this this rust off, then you have Andrews, then you have Brown. You just worry about the other position. Yes, I think Calvin Anderson played terribly last week, but the whole offensive line does because, like I said, when you're missing. When both tackle positions are in flux, there's no consistency. No matter how good the interior is, and that that just was contagious throughout. It just it's just a mess. But like I I think you know special teams they almost won them a game last week. Like between right. schooler, then also scare basically that play scaring the kicker on the field goal to miss it. Like they they had such improvement in that game, and their returning has been good. I mean, Ty Montgomery kind of underrated a little at now that he's healthy. It's nice to see him in there. Um, it kind of sucks that we had to like initially cut him, get back to practice squad, get elevated, but like it, it's fine. Like th- this is, that's just business. They're going through the motions there, but they've improved it. The defense is still great. And I don't even think they've even come close to tapping their potential. Their potential is so high with the talent that's there that I, I can't wait to see them against this offensive line, like I already said, but um, I, I think this is going to be, I wouldn't be shocked if this is a low scoring game tomorrow. I mean, why would anyone be surprised? It's always, Jets have always, like, it's either been a, a lopsided victory or it's a close one. It's, it's it's one or the other, but usually the Patriots win. Um, that's that's going to be,
2: I, I don't care. Just a win is a win. I,
0: I don't really care.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I want to go back to, juju for one second because this is where people get so confused and people again they take they take what is spoon fed them but they don't look they don't take the time to do research and look and i don't really understand the hate on juju because he wasn't brought in to replace or be the number one wide receiver and i was having this argument with this idiot With you know, obviously that's where most of these come from. But this guy saying, "Oh well, Juju replaced Jacoby Myers," says who? Who said that? Because I don't remember that being said, unless it was from someone in the media saying that. Oh, he's going to replace Jacoby Myers. No, he was brought in at a reasonable price tag, and the fact that he has to fight for reps in a Two-minute offense, I'd say that's a good thing because, first of all, and I was talking about this with our, our buddy uh, Vinny Jace, um, entitled entitled uh, Podcast Network Extra- Writer Extraordinaire. Um, first of all, it indicates that you have talent on the offensive side of the ball because you have to fight for, for, for time. And clearly Juju wasn't mad about that. And then it's not about oh he's not good enough or he's not healthy enough. I mean, did 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 Julian Edelman replace Wes Welker? <laughs> no, but because he isn't Wes Welker, he's a totally different player. He plays the same position, but that doesn't mean that he is a one for one, and it's never a one for one. <laughs> so did Cam Newton didn't replace Tom Brady? So these these things are so. They're, they're treated as they as if they're so simple but they're not and juju's one of these one of these subjects where it just makes no sense whatsoever he add, he adds a lot to the team and we saw it last week and i hope i hope that continues well i think it's always been you know it's the same thing about the
0: the wide receiver one wr1 you know it's the wr2 it's it's how it's it's like people want a simplistic way to think about all these things in football, because I think if you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, I don't think a lot of fans really understand, uh, you know, what goes into it, whether it's the yeah. roster, roster construction, whether it's play calling, who's who's starting all those things like I, there's just so much. They have no idea. They think it just, you know, calling it from your couch at the TV be like, you know, it's so easy. I do it too. like, what are you doing? Like I, I ask those questions, but then later you learn like why things happen. Once in a while, there there is a truly boneheaded thing that happens. Um, but there's always usually context. And I think with Juju, uh, they've always liked him. Uh I think I think most fans are kind of like, you know, the hurt of him thing. They, they heard of him because of TikTok, because of those those years. I mean, he's he's older, he's more mature now. He's still only twenty six, which is crazy. Like you think about his name yeah. and you think like, ah, he's been in the league forever. So the whole like knee being a that's why the whole knee being a mess it's it could explode. That thing blows my mind. He's twenty six, man. He's not a running back. He his yes, he had surgery, but like after Tom Brady had his surgery for his knee, was everyone like, oh, it's gonna explode any second? Yes and no. Like of course he was still he had some issues coming back. He was a little like gun shy because of that. But yes, it's a different position. He but that's, runs why he wore, that's
2: why he wore that knee brace all the time. But also right. the, the team's just
0: being careful. They were careful in the preseason too. They were doing a lot of more resting. I, I think people noticed in the preseason games and, and practices, they were doing a lot more resting of players than they usually do. I think with the new 17 game season, I think Bill is integrating more maintenance into how his staffs. I think Juju's kind of, I think basically if you've had a surgery in the last year, I think you're kind of on account in a way. Like I I think regardless, there's going to be some monitoring that. I I also think people don't understand like, you know, the position that booty plays and why he was there on that play for the Eagles versus Juju. Yes. Okay. Technically could have been him that was in there, but they play different positions. You know, the X, the Y, the Z than just the WR one, WR two, like that, whole nonsense like there, there, there's more that goes into the case yeah and like even stuff that i don't understand because i'm not on the team like bill o'brien knows how his offense works. the players know how it works there isn't a play where it says okay this one's going to go to wr2 like that's insane like they, there's nothing it's like okay we've given him enough reps we need to go to the second guy he needs to get his 20 percent. and then that that's not how it works it's like you're open Is this the progression? Is it the first read? What was the play call? Like, you know, what what's the first thing you're looking at? What's the second, the third? It has nothing to do with the depth chart. Yes, there are situations where it does, where it's like, all right, I just need to throw this ball up and I know my guy can get it because they trust each other. So that used to be like D Hop, for instance. I hate to bring his name up, but like throw it up to him, he's gonna catch it. Or Megatron back in the day. Like, throw it up to him, he's gonna get it. Like that. That's, yes, in the sense of WR1, but the play calls and everything, wipe that off the charts. You know, Juju's playing a role right now. And basically, why is it a surprise, man? Like, we've seen everyone come to the Patriots, and they know when they're coming here. They're potentially, they're going to have a niche role, or they're going to just be like, this is your job. This is what you're going to do. It's not going to be great in terms of, like, I'm not going to pad stats, but if you listen and this works, possibly – It's the same thing with their contracts. It's all baked in. It's incentivized. It's like, if you can do this, the basic, and let's let's be honest, the Patriots haven't done a lot of basic things correctly in offense yet. So we're not going to be able to see those things to the upside. So I think, like Bill was saying, like Shaq was saying, it's two games in. Let's make judgment when we get about four to six games in, and then I can make some more judgment. This is all just still learning at this point.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, it's all learning and it's adjusting and keep, you know, I think you hit it right on the head with keeping people fresh, keeping people adjusted, um, getting people acclimated to the new system. I think that it's allowing for people to be like, we don't even know what players are going to be on the field during certain formations, which can make game planning for the Patriots a little bit more complicated. All of that is really useful. And I think that, you know, it all comes back to. Um, you know, a point that you hit on briefly there when you're talking about, um, you know, the way they structure their contracts. And I just wanted to quickly go back to the Trump Brown thing. Often, they structure their contracts with incentives based on, as we know, playing time, number of snaps. It, it's less incentivized by, like, number of yards, number of this, because they, teams know and agents know the Patriots are not going to, excuse me, ensure that they know um, you know, oh, you're going to get this 850 yards because you've got 850 before. So we're going to make sure you hit that. But what they are going to do is when someone gets a concussion and misses some snaps and misses, a, misses some games, what they're going to do is they're going to take care of them by saying, we understand that you had a good training camp. We understand that now you're in danger of not making some of your incentives if we choose to take you off the field to keep you fresh during the year in games that are either out of hand or you know, just sort of limited snaps here and there as we're weaning you back in from the concussion. We don't want that to hurt your bottom line. And we're going to adjust your contract to include more money so that even if you don't hit them, you're still getting the dollars you expected to. And if you do, you get a little bit more because you had to push through not only what was expected previously, but returning from an injury. They've done that several times before or even flat out paid people when they didn't meet incentives. They've paid them anyway. And so when you're talking about that, People go, oh, the Patriots are hard asses on contracts, and they try to underpay. When you do right by them or work hard to do right by them, they tend to take care of you. And that's something that's really important to sort of highlight. Trent Brown did not hold in with a concussion, which the unaffiliated doctors would have to help diagnose and have him return to play. It's that the Patriots saw he had an injury and took care of their player, which is what the consistently the Patriots are are accused of not doing. It's Occam's razor here is you do want to keep that player motivated. Of course, Trent Brown is a, a person that we know from past history does have at moments some like motivation concerns and has been that way before. And so they want to avoid that. So they go, okay, we know that you might not hit these and that might like, Disappoint you so we're going to take care of you Because you got an injury and you've worked hard for us I I just I, I don't understand how that becomes the most Nefarious possible solution It's the opposite of Occam's razor It's the most complicated solution is the correct one To anybody who's looking from the exterior When in reality it should be The simplest solution is the correct one
0: I don't know Tone I don't know I saw him play in the first game He did great Then he was like you know what? You're not paying me enough to do this job. Hit his head against the wall, got a concussion. Then he said, "Watch you guys fail against the Dolphins. They sacked Mac how many times? And then you're going to pay me to come back. That's exactly what happened. So,
1: Yes. ignore everything he knew, he, he knew how that would go. Yes, <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> like the thinking that goes into that is insane. Like, all right, buddy. And- yeah. And speaking of 985 the sports clan, I want to talk about um unfortunately another person who has, I would say, even more influence than they do, uh, Scott Zolak. Uh before we go, I want I wanna talk about um this rumor that was immediately squelched, but that uh, the team had a players meeting, a come to Jesus moment after again, after an 0-2 start, which first of all Player meetings happen all the time, so I'm not sure where the urgency is with regards to that. But also, Matthew Judon responded in his classy way, I, in a classy way. I think he could have just told them to all to F off, but this is what he said.
0: After the game, did you guys have any kind of meeting, talk to each other about some of these things that you're talking to us about now?
2: Uh, No, nah, Uh, I think we all know where we at. We don't got to have a come-to-Jesus meeting after the second week. Uh, we got a long season to go. Uh, I think you know that's kind of when, when you get more down the line and you come together, uh, without the coaches, without anybody, and you actually talk honest. Uh, but I think the good thing about our locker room is that we do that freely. We talk honest. We talk to each other, uh, harsh sometimes, uh, but sometimes you just need to hear. It. Sometimes you need to hear from your brother, and it's better to come from somebody. Uh, that actually go out there and fight and bleed with you than somebody that's, you know, just chilling on the sideline, drinking Gatorade. And again, it goes back to they're, they're aware. The players are aware. They know what they have to fix. They, they, they're they watching it on film. They're getting reamed by Bill and, and the other coaches, so they know. So it's not like they're unaware and they don't want to improve. Obviously, it all comes back to execution and completing completing the play and finishing and winning games because yeah I get it talk is cheap blah, blah 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 but they're aware and to to make things up and to say oh they had a oh they had a meeting because they they I don't know what the reason I don't know what Zolak gave for the reason for that meeting was but oh to, so to say that they had a meeting because everything's bad and they're owing two and they're panicking. No, oh. <laughs> they're 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 grown men. They're NFL football players. They're paid to play the game. Why would they be running around with their heads cut off? No, that's what you want your audience to be doing. And unfortunately, they're more than happy to take take the baton and run with that. But that's not that's what you want your audience to be doing. But that's not what the players are actually doing. And Scott for Scott someone like Scott Zolak who literally talks to Bill check every week on Patriots All Access, you would think that. That, he wouldn't be doing that, but uh, unfortunately, when you're on that station, that that's what happens.
1: I I hope that Zolak simply misspoke, which knowing Zolak's you know ability <laughs> to for critical thinking, I, I is distinctly possible. Um, because if what I saw from people that had been listening the next day after those Judon comments. Um, quoted him for they said that he was like oh well it could have happened like during halftime or all that and i'm like that's not a players only meeting the coaches are in the locker room during halftime like a player getting up and saying something there is the most common trope in the history of (laughs) sports you see it in every movie You know, remember the Titans, Julius coming out and being like, all due respect to this point, we have been perfect. Like, yeah, like, of course, people get up and say things during halftime. It's an old trope, but like that's not a players only like closed door meeting, which is the nature of what the original sort of report came across as. And I would expect that it was more of a misspeak from Zolak than anything else. And that's not even me trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's just me sort of knowing like Belichick would give him a hard time for that. And I don't think he wants to lose the access he has with Belichick, um, you know, and fall out of the good graces there. He's actually, in more recent years, been a little bit more careful about the criticism of Belichick. um, And I'm guessing because there have been comments there. Um, So I, I would expect that that was the issue there. But it's the people that run with that. It's, you know. Savage Boston sports and all, 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 you know, uh, and, and all of those accounts and, that make it sound like Boston, it was like Twitter,
0: Boston diehards and, and you know, and these generic Twitter badly account, named.
2: Yeah. Other yeah. Twitter accounts who wear the same clothes every day and every picture they have
1: on social media. It's it's just asinine. It's just asinine. And I'm like, you, you're not sourced saying this. People like they think like, oh, I'm elevating this literally everyone who follows you follows Scott Solak. If you're Savage Boston Sports, if you're, you know, or whatever other account it is. Like, you're not elevating anything, you're repeating something and trying to get clout out of it. And it's just... uh, you're adding nothing to the conversation there except for your own hypothesis, and it becomes the telephone game where Savage Boston Sports may say something like, and I don't even blame them because it's the it's the mouth breathers that decide to listen. They're just it's, like it's just like rip-offs. It's
0: like it's like you get you get a product and then there's like this Russian company that makes the same thing, but it falls apart in like two days. That's what these accounts yeah. are. They're just like these terrible knockoff insider accounts that don't add any value and it's like you know if if (laughs) if you follow their news you're not only are you getting it second hand but you're also going to talk about it too
2: they they yeah they they put it they put it in they put a crazy adjective in capital letters to make you to make you make you make your
1: eyes pop out like
2: incredible rumor breaking yeah
1: Yep, and it's and it's also Savage. a telephone game. It's also a telephone game. It's Zolak says this exactly. Yeah, remember the, yes. remember the yeah, quote. Yeah.
2: remember the quote that we all were talking about in the chat. I think uh, the other Mark day, Mark Daniels with, with Mark, Mac yeah. Jones yeah. saying, "Oh,
1: uh, Mac, what did Mac? What did he say?" I don't even know because I haven't heard the audio. And what I saw <laughs> right. it as. Was Mac Jones said, "This is the best <laughs> defense. This is the best defense we've played right. that I've seen on film all year. Or this is this probably, is probably <laughs> this is probably one of the best teams I've seen. <laughs> this is probably the best team. It's like which one is it? It's telephone Games. So Zolak says, this is the yeah, best this of
0: is- possibilities of possible teams.'
1: Yeah. Right? It's it's yeah. It's you know it's Schrodinger's Mac quote." It's both probably indefinitely until I look at the quote. <laughs> we're
0: not—we're not, we're not joking when we found seven different versions of that quote, yeah. which is insane. And it, again, it's—it's it's a harmless quote, really. Like, but for some right. reason, it was like as much as Mark has been doing some good stuff this season, that was pretty bad of him to to kind of insinuate, almost like they're not the best. They're one—they're one of the best. It's like you—you face three teams.
1: So what do you- right. I, yeah. I. I. And like. I. Like. It's so innocuous a quote that I didn't go and seek out the audio because I don't really care what Mac Jones said about the Jets, but it, it. The fact that it goes out there. Zolak. You know. So Zolak hears that there might have been like players had a conversation. So he says, "Oh, it's a players-only meeting," and then Zolak's quote gets taken by every you know account that's followed by the people that want to see the Patriots fail. That goes. Oh. That must mean the players are unhappy with the coaching, and then it's players. And then all of a sudden, you see it's players had a had an all players meeting because they're unhappy with the coaching. And it becomes it it, it's this evolving, living, breathing thing. And then because it comes from an element of a sourced report, which Zolak is, and it's on him to accurately report that, and that's a problem. He's relatively sourced, like you know, people are going to believe him when he talks. Which I don't, but that's because I also know that he will misrepresent things. But it's this whole thing where it's, you know, because it comes from there. Oh, are you saying that that they didn't have a meeting? Oh, well, if they had a meeting, it's clearly because of this, because that's what I'm hearing from all of these people. And it becomes the accounts that are adding this flavor become somehow justification for this being the only possible truth. Right. And that's a major problem with how it's, it's like, the Patriot, enough of Patriots us, Twitter is operating.
0: If enough of us believe this rumor, then it's true. It's one yeah, of those absurd things. It's like, well, you don't believe it? <laughs> Look at all these accounts that said the same thing. It's like they didn't say it. They just copied and pasted the same message and tweeted it. And yes, you just get two thousand likes by default because of probably all the bots that you have that follow you.
1: Right. It's it, it, and it sucks, and it's because and like it's just this poison to patriot to the social media following for the Patriots, because you get for like you get people then believe every negative thing, and they mm-hmm. are shrouded at that point in this like darkness of the Patriots are doomed every year, and that's where you get the new accounts that crop up and are negative about everything. Well, it sucks it for just, us. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: It sucks for us who hate the media to begin with. And then it's just like our impression of the media is not getting any better seeing stuff like that. It's not getting better about the fans because half the fans are toxic and terrible and not even just piss themselves, but do it to a degree. That's like, are you OK? Like, are you going to make it through this weekend? And, and like an absurd anxiety driven life that they have about every little thing the Patriots do or might've done. I don't know. Like we're just making it up and that now you have more induced anxiety about something that never even happened, you know? And not only that, I just want to shout out that 96 in 2001, they did have players only meetings when they started 0 and 2. And those were good things. That was a good thing. And one was under Belichick. So it's not like, That hasn't happened before under Belichick. And Belichick, if you go back and you've read anything about that season, he did his own things to get the team out of that rut and to get them motivated. Like, he's not this guy that everyone pains him to be that's like, he doesn't give a shit. He's just, you know, mailing it in, get to the Shula record eventually. Like, he's just, again, another thing that no one really has any insight to, number one, about what his motivations are at this this time. But also... If he's chasing the Shula record, isn't that a good thing? We've talked about that before. Like, and see, that's... Dan,
2: this is this is where Whinge. people don't appreciate him. Uh, Bruce Allen of uh, formerly of Boston Sports Media uh, Watch, he posted this thread, and I retweeted it on my Twitter account, on my ex account, about this this thread where it says what what aggravates you about Bill Belichick the most, and it's all a bunch of aids about oh
1: whatever gripe they feel like. It, are you why are you a fan of the team? He only if he, you he only spent three he only spent three minutes with the media on Friday. Or two so minutes fifty-three what? seconds because somebody yeah. records that now.
0: But he drafted Dalton Keene and I haven't got over it yet. Well
1: that's your fault. <laughs> You're a fucking loser.
2: If
0: you still haven't gotten over Dalton Keene. Like I don't know what to tell you. Don't watch I think sports. a lot of
2: them, it's Brady. I think it's Brady. Uh, It's still four years later, and they cannot get over that Brady is not on on the team. (laughs) After the Eagles game, we're still doing
0: this. It's like Tom Brady clearly doesn't give a shit anymore. Bill Belichick doesn't give a shit. Nobody's talking about that. Seth Wickersham is still trying to leech off of that because he wants more money for people to read his stupid book. Like this, this is these are why people are just pawns. This is why. <laughs> Not just sports, but the country the, is the way it yeah. is, It's because there are just so many idiots that just believe anything that they're fed. But but back to back to the whole players only thing and Scott Zolak, I think, and I, this is no surprise that I think this shocker, the guy has got to he's got to be removed from the the team. That's my that's my belief he's got to be removed from the i i don't think he should be a voice of the patriots he can barely talk sometimes when he goes on the radio it's like when fred tusher had his throat rotting like sometimes can't even understand him he gets so like i i don't know if he's had Coors light and cocaine before he does some of these game broadcast but like being with soshi like it just it's crazy and yeah, and Sochi hasn't really Zolak been that is,
2: good either. And I, and I I'm unfortunately to say that because I, I haven't really appreciated him no. inserting opinions in, in in his own right. So that to me, that was yeah, the that was, the, would get I, I, that that was the first I'm game. Waiting.
0: I had to I had to listen to that full, that whole first game on the radio, and yeah. I was shocked. Not not shocked when Zolak did it because Zolak gets down on the team, then he kicks them when they're down and says, "Oh, they," you know. And then Sochi goes on a tangent about this is the same team as last year. And I'm like. What are you talking about? Like, yes, they shot themselves in the foot, but are you watching the rest of the game? Clearly not. It almost sounds like Soshi's getting kickbacks from 98.5. Like, this is insane. Like, you're the voice of the Patriots. When did Gil Santos ever do that? Like, yes, sometimes he was just like, that's terrible. Like, it was a bad mistake, something that happens on the field. But don't get to the point where you're, like, damning the organization that's employing you. That's That, to me, is insane. And Stacey needs to do something about well, and and, and by the stuff. way
2: if we're if, as long as we're calling out em- employees of the team uh fitzy uh get, get him out of there uh, he's oh I I can't I I hated him before but recently he's been absolutely terrible and no vouching a, vouching for Dakota
0: vouching for Dakota about the juju to IR stuff I yeah. mean, the guy was already on the shit list of so many fans. But you, you're not a fan, dude. You, stop making those terrible videos. You represent no one from this fan base. Like your fans say, "Who? Yeah, he, you're right. Yeah.
2: He's right about that."
0: The shit you are, shitty the, Pat's fans say. You are a character because you are. You're not even from Massachusetts. You're from New York. You're a character of what a New England fan is. Like you've put this out, and the rest, the rest of the league thinks that's what a Pat's fan is, and it sucks. And yeah, it's well, just like that that's that doesn't represent what a patch fan is or shouldn't.
1: No, and it's he he will vouch for every every person that ever helped him get into the position that he is now. And some of that is like the fanboys like Dakota. And some of that is Glenn Ordway back to when Shaq was, you know, Shaq, how dare he insult the great Glenn Ordway for having a terrible fucking take um and not it, not it's, or way not the great one of the greats yeah and notice, not he, one of,
2: notice he deleted the tweet because he got he got rocked everybody was like no i was right i was
1: right <laughs> yeah yeah it, like all the stuff online and calling him like an old man was the most insulting thing in the world like yeah yeah and I, for the guy oh who dare the, you yeah for the guy who who made money selling go fuck yourself memorabilia to to be Clutching his pearls about calling somebody an old man was all time irony. So but it, I,
0: I thought the I thought the go, the go after yourself thing was like the dumbest thing he could have done. And now have you noticed the new thing he puts next to his name instead of blue check mark? He goes brew as in beer check mark, mm-hmm. like that. Come on, dude! Like, what are you doing yeah. as an adult?
1: Like, <laughs> well, and, yeah, and that's yeah. that shame on the Patriots for hiring him. To be part of the pregame stuff, I can't it's, believe you that. know, like like it's it's and Hardy him in.
0: and Big Jim, like you hire all yep. these people. It's Terrible, right.
1: right? And it's so you know, let's not you know the Patriots aren't innocent victims of that. They've they've bought into letting this happen, and until they recognize that enough of the fans are pissed off with the representation of the team, and maybe that happens after Belichick leaves, because all of a sudden being negative about the Patriots won't be cool anymore. Because all of a sudden, everyone who has a negative is going to be dying. So that's you know they're they're all going to be like, oh no no, this is the the second coming of of Bill Belichick in whatever coach is hiring, you know whatever coach we hire. So that will die off, and then everyone who's trying to make a career out of being all negative all the time is going to fade away. So you know what? I hope eventually they do. Would they realize that they're gonna that they're rooting for their own downfall? They're rooting to lose their jobs. They're rooting to lose the ratings. They're rooting to lose the fan base, because as soon as Belichick goes, so too does negativity being cool.
0: And they're too—they're too snide and dumb, and/or dumb, to realize it too. They have—they just have no idea what's coming if—if if it does go that way.
2: Yep. And and just to finish out, I want to go back to Matthew Judon. Um, I wish I had the quote on video, but. I'll read it because he, he he had this this is a great quote and it fits everything and I'm and this is why I'm so glad that he's a captain on this team um so he said uh was, he made a strongly worded opening statement after Sunday's loss he said this isn't a bad team and Phil Perry asked him why he did that this was his response he said I think it was more just the way y'all referring to reporters were phrasing questions and stuff You were just so down. That's not me, and y'all know that's not how I am. So I said that to say, okay, when we address the situation, we're going to talk realistically. We're not going to act like it's all good. We're going to say what we need to improve on. We're going to say what we need to do to get wins, but we're not just going to talk negatively. I think when you let negative talk creep in or you let external factors creep into a locker room or into your head, people kind of hang their head a little bit more. Unfortunately, fortunately for y'all, We've got to talk to y'all after the game. We already feel bad that we lost. Y'all just reporting. Y'all just doing your job. But we've got to talk to y'all. And sometimes the way y'all phrase questions and y'all ask questions, it might not be as friendly as we would want to talk. So I just came out and said it's not a bad team in the locker room. We lost games, yes. Everybody loses games. Unfortunately, we just haven't won any games. But when we turn around, it's going to get turned around, and we've got to do that by executing and playing better football for 60 minutes, not just a half, not just a quarter or not just glimpses of it. We've got to do it the whole game. And if we do it the whole game, we've got the team to do it. So when we have that track record, then it's everybody coming in there and we meet in the team room or wherever we're talking to the media and just the feel of the media room is different. When you come in there and everyone has the smiles and jokes about the game, but when you lose, it's just down and I don't like it. So that's what I was more addressing than the state of our team. And, I could not have said it any better than that. It th- that is how fans should should treat games is that don't get too high, don't get too low. Just look at it for what it is and move on to the next week. That that that's that I couldn't have said it any better than Matthew Judon. So I'm so no glad notes. he's on the team. Yep, ten out of ten.
0: So and he was one of the he was one of the veterans that was gonna. Start the mutiny back after the Cowboys game, according to Breer two years ago. So
2: just. Wrote Ugh, God, Yeah. So I, I'm just so glad that he's here. So um, that'll do for us. If you want to email us, you can email us at entitledweekend at gmail.com. Um, I'm at AtomicDog5150. Dan is at well, you know, he's a, again. What, what is that? Uh, I haven't changed it. It's oh right, it's, you haven't this time. Dan, Dan, one six one six. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Bill is at the fib 0624. <laughs> and until next time, turn off your radios, your TVs, your newspapers, all of them. Just turn them off.